0: Ethical quandaries. I'm Jessica Velstra and I'm Denise Thompson and today we're super excited because we have a special guest our friend Angie who lives in Seattle yay hi Angie so we're doing this over Skype which is our first time so hopefully we don't have any technical difficulties
1: also we are on Skype so we I have to remind you guys that waving at each other doesn't count <laughs> it doesn't
0: <laughs> it doesn't read well on podcast because
1: no. they're waving at each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: don't <Dr. Wilson. laughs> So we've invited Angie on because she's got a different perspective than us. We both grew up evangelical and still identify as Christian. Angie, how did you grow up?
2: When I was uh, little, actually, my dad was pretty adamant that we not go to church until we asked. Mm. Because his parents used church as daycare. In fact, he had an older sister and a younger sister. So they would drop them off at church and then my grandpa would go play pool. And my grandma would just go home and have the house to herself in uh, <laughs> the afternoon. So he was had a real kind of weird experience with it. And my mom was raised Episcopalian. And so when I was around six, so Denise and I met when we were four. Yes, yeah, so that's, <laughs> um, that's
1: our history. We didn't really get into oh, that. Yeah. Short yeah. relationship.
2: We, yeah. We were four. And so um, I started becoming interested in church because my friends went. It was a thing. So that's when I asked if, you know, we could go. And my dad was like, sure. So we went to church and we went to kind of a, what I was considered a scary church. Um, it was very, very energetic. It was an assembly of God church. Oh. So <laughs> um, it was very kind of overwhelming for my mom too, who was pretty shy at the time. So we went there for a little while, but that was kind of the only church she knew of because she had a friend who went there and then eventually found an Episcopalian church in town and a uh, it was way back out in the woods in North Pole, and then I went there until I was about a teenager. And then I sort of started, uh, the Episcopalian Church is super cool, like open, and affirming. It has a lot of ritual, which I like. But then I started dating this guy, uh, and I ended up actually going to Denise's old church with him for a little while, and that's when I started having a lot of issues with church. <laughs> <laughs> spend, uh, way no- to go, Denise's I- old church. <laughs> so the
1: evangelicals, they, they got you. Those... Yeah,
2: I would spend more time downstairs in the uh, daycare than upstairs because I was so like offended by what everybody was talking about upstairs. So and then like I what actually, kind of stuff I, offended you? Um, that like you know they were very anti-gay. A lot of my friends were gay, and just basically that I felt like it wasn't preaching acceptance, and it was a kind of a thing that I just couldn't get on board. There was a lot of A lot of rules that I didn't feel like. Like, you know, at the time, my dad, I guess, was more agnostic, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Just that, like, you know, he's probably going to go to hell. (laughs) That sounds pretty crappy. (laughs) And. um, So, like,
1: coming to, trying to come to terms with, like, someone telling you that your father is going to
2: go to hell. Because he doesn't, you know, believe in, you know, at the time. It was weird. I didn't really understand the word atheist because I thought that it... I, I was interchanging it with, with anarchist. <laughs> so it bad, you know? so I, really, like, I didn't want to be an atheist because I thought that I was going to be...
1: A, you were like the really woman. bad character an 80s Molly Ringwald film. You, much. Oh, no, no, no. You were like where in Freaks and Geeks where... <laughs> He goes and he, like, thinks he's big stuff and he goes to that punk club and they, like, do you remember that show? Did you see that show? Yeah. Oh, I have
2: it on DVD.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, James Franco, like, goes to the club and he's, like, gonna get pierced with a safety pin. And then he was, like, I can't handle this shit. And he, like, leaves. It's, that was you. You were thinking that atheists and anarchists (laughs) anarchists were the the same. same. Were the same.
2: Yeah. So then after that experience, I'd actually gotten to kind of like a conversation with the preacher guy and I just decided not to go and also me and that guy broke up. So, and then I... Wait, no, you weren't dating the preacher. No, not the preacher, the guy (laughs) who (laughs) broke up. Preacher had a lot of kids. Um, I quit going and then I always kind of teased that the natural progression from Christian to atheist is that you dabbled in paganism for a couple of years. (laughs) You just feel kind of weird. Like, you don't want to say that you're an atheist because you know that that's probably not going to go over well. So I kind of dabbled in being a pagan for a little while. Got really into it. Wore like a triquetra necklace. (laughs) What did you like about that? Uh, That it was very woman-centered and it made me feel very empowered. And I was 25 and I was going through a divorce and I, like was just, I needed that woman powered thing. And I felt like Christianity definitely wasn't the path for that because I felt like it was kind of not pro woman as much as I felt like I wanted to be. (laughs) So I needed to be like, really like women are the best and men suck. (laughs) 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 So I moved to Seattle when I was 25 after I got divorced from my first husband the first time.
1: Um, and I, <laughs> I don't know if we should delve into that <laughs> it's,
2: a, it's a story anywho uh, so then I got here and I felt like because I was in this very liberal environment I also didn't know anybody so I wasn't around like childhood group of people I sort of just started accepting the fact that I was atheist like I just really didn't believe in any of it I was able to kind of come out, I guess, mm-hmm. in Seattle a lot easier because of my anonymity here and also just because of the environment. So.
0: And so you identify as atheist, not agnostic.
2: No, for a little while, I, I, I again, that was sort of my, I went like, Christian, pagan, agnostic. <laughs> nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm not agnostic, I'm just atheist. Okay. Well, technically, actually, I'm a, I'm a pastafarian, so. Um, <laughs> I was well, going to
0: say you have a card and I everything, think- right? Card-carrying yeah, pacifarian?
2: Yeah, I'm an ordained minister with the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster.
1: <laughs> and what? And what did you have to do to get that qualification?
2: Oh, I, I paid
1: uh, twenty dollars
2: online. <laughs> 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 yeah. And also, I agreed to only worship his noodly appendages and uh, all that he stands for. Oh, and when I perform a wedding, I have to only speak in pirate. So. Oh. oh,
1: or should I say, yeah. r. <laughs> so I bring you together. so can can you
0: perform a wedding under
2: that? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and you also have to wear a colander on your head. So oh. Uh...
1: <laughs> so Jessica's planning her next wedding, or she's going so to wait, renew. What? <laughs> I can
2: renew your, you. and my oh, there you go. on my head
1: and speaking in pirate <laughs>
0: so would you say that you would fall under evangelical atheist type of person or like a like live and let live atheist like more like Dawkins <gasps> like yeah. you know like is like oh everybody should be an atheist or are you more like I'm an atheist it's good for me everybody else could just be whatever they're at Are you trying to convert people to atheism?
2: (laughs) I don't think you really can. I mean, maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson can because of all all of his science. (laughs) But I don't care what other people, as long as you're not like a dick. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to, the church that I did go to um, before, I guess after I, I broke up with that guy, I did go to one other church. It was a very openly gay church so much so that i me and my sister actually were the only one of the only straight people in the whole uh, church uh-huh. and i would go and march in the gay pride parade in fairbanks and i would get spit on by people oh, that was another reason that kind of turned me away from church but yeah and after that i mean is i pretty much put you into like either you're kind of an asshole or you're not uh-huh. and so if you're not then i'm i'm cool like i don't okay. care uh-huh. aren't a hater <laughs>
1: Oh, see, that's why Angie and I have always loved each other (laughs)
2: because you both believe have a
0: very similar belief structure, and that if you're not an asshole, you're cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's my that's my motto too. Is if you're not an asshole, you're cool.
2: You know. Yeah, and it's my sister, like my best friend. Obviously, is Denise, and she's you know Christian, and my sister is Christian, and my. Parents, are, I guess my my mom is Christian. My dad, I guess, would probably fall under agnostic. I don't think he really knows what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the day to
1: to see your dad knowing what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> I, would yeah, pay, I, mean, I would pay. I would pay twenty bucks online for, to see that.
2: <laughs> you should interview my dad. That would be horrible. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, my partner Jason is also an atheist. So I mean. I have everybody
1: around me. I just think it's easy to be in a relationship with someone who's very similar in beliefs. Uh Uh But oddly enough, Angie and I have cultivated a relationship that is easy too. So how how was when you came out, like you said, like came out of the closet (laughs) and (laughs) accepted your atheism? Like how was, how did people react to you and how was that like... Have you experienced, like, discrimination?
0: Because I know, like, as Christians, we have some serious privilege because the majority of people in this country. I I know, saying that is a little scandalous. (laughs) But seriously, as Protestants, I mean, think about the holidays we have and, and all of that. Like, most people are Protestant. Most people understand our religion. We have Christmas off. We have Easter off. Like, so, you know. Oh, and, and I think gosh. that actually... I don't know. I really
1: feel like we have been... Persecuted, persecuted. in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we need to fight for our rights for Christmas. I can't believe people say happy holidays. When there's not more than, you
2: know, oh, How wait.
1: dare they acknowledge that, that there might more. be another holiday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
2: Well, I think that I think I made the mistake of kind of coming out a little uh, aggressively. At the time, I was very like, um, I don't know, I could be a type of person, I just don't really think about things in a way like, well, I kind of what I did is, is because at the time, Facebook and social media was, you know, really getting a lot of steam. And a lot of times, I would just get tired of people being so preachy on Facebook. So I was like, cool, I'll be preachy I guess in my own way so I put a whole bunch of atheist stuff out and I like lost a ton of uh, Facebook friends in fact this one guy that I had been friends with since high school is kind of the most memorable one because he had actually said like oh you know my mom had always wished that one of us me or my brother would have gotten together with you you know blah 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 like he he had said that previously when we became Facebook friends I was like oh that's sweet well then he just defriended me And so, I actually confronted him, and I was like, did you defriend me because I'm an atheist? And he was all like, yes, I just didn't, I couldn't handle your negativity. So, (laughs) because I was putting all this stuff that I thought was kind of funny online, (laughs) in my mind, it wasn't negative. I wasn't, of course, because I don't give a crap what you believe, it's just, I think some stuff are hilarious. (laughs) So, um I've gotten a lot better at it. Like this afternoon, I saw a really funny meme of Jesus doing like gymnastics on the cross. I didn't share it, but I definitely liked it. <laughs> so, and for a while, my Facebook cover profile was Jesus riding on Falcor from the Neverending. The Neverending
1: Story, of course, because I really do think that he would have ridden on Falcor. I mean, he's the luck dragon. Hello. <laughs> exactly. He was amazing. I would ride on him. I don't see yeah, why Jesus well, wouldn't I, ride on him if it was they were in the same context. And
2: put his, and put his hand up Yes yeah!
1: And all the bullies go in the dumpsters. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, at first I yeah, I lost a lot of a lot of friends and I still even like um, I yeah, I get accused of being negative more I guess than anything else, which I mean Denise has known me again my entire life and I don't feel like I'm I mean, I can be negative. I'm human, but I don't think I'm primarily negative as a person. Sarcastic, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to butt oh, in man. about that guy who said that she was very negative. Oh. This is the type, this, the type of person that used her every single day for a ride to school. Yeah. Along with me, by the way. <laughs> 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 i'm blaming him but i also got in her car mm-hmm. every morning but i think i pretty much bought you donuts and coffee and coffee if you wanted it Be- but you drank a lot of pepsi at that point too in I your life
2: i was really into pepsi oh, first thing in the morning a pepsi in donut the late 90s
0: oh. when, when we survived oh. off of sugar oh <laughs> we didn't know what high
2: for corns. yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: but i'm Do you feel sad that any of these people, like, are you sad that any of them left you?
2: No, I mean, it's kind of was a really good way, I guess, of weeding out your friends, like people in your life who can't accept you. And or, you know, again, I also kind of understand because the time that I did spend in that kind of a church where you're told that, like, certain people are going to hell or these people are bad, I can see how that would influence people and how if they really can't compartmentalize that you know and you're not like you and and denise when i came out to denise i always knew that she wouldn't care because (laughs) she loved me anyway um no matter what baby (laughs) yeah so but but there are people i guess who are really do believe that that i'm a bad person because i don't believe in god so that's their own (laughs) deal
0: okay speaking of that i noticed that you're actually one of the most ethical giving people (laughs) i know Hey. So what do you base your ethics on? See, Denise and I base our ethics on Christianity, the idea of loving God and loving people. So if it's, you know, brings you closer to God and closer to people, that's what you should do. So what do you base your ethics on?
2: Well, I always kind of figure, okay, like there were plenty of different kinds of people in the world before Christianity was mm-hmm. a thing, right? So and probably a lot of those people didn't believe in maybe they believed in a higher power, maybe they didn't, I don't know. And we managed to evolve as a species. So I think that people are generally good. Like, I think that people want to do good and help each other. I mean, we were originally in little groups of people no bigger than 150. And I think that it's Mm -hmm. ingrained in us to help each other so that our little societies can thrive. Right. And just because our clans are bigger now, I think that people in general just want to help. And I think that, I mean, I had good parents and, you know... Like I said, my formative years from one to six, I didn't go to church. I went to school and, you know, hanged out with other kids and it wasn't like all we talked about was God, you know, I just learned like you shouldn't be a dick. (laughs) 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 Not going to keep friends that way. So So, yeah, I just, I just think that people generally want to be good and helpful. So I don't think that church has anything really to do with it. I think that if you're a good person, you're a good person. And I know plenty of assholes that go to church. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I actually
1: agree. I base my ethics on that, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that that's necessarily where ethics come Come from. from. Mm -hmm. Because I know that there are people, like say there's like a little monk on a hill somewhere who's never heard of God or Jesus or anything that Christians follow and he's lived his life to like serve other people and do basically everything ethical in his entire life and he's got it mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's inside of them which yeah. you know some christians would would say that you know god put that inside of everyone so that's why it's there
2: <laughs> in fact whereas I I, i'm just like i think that you know you're you're born who you are you're either probably a serial killer or you're a nice person <laughs> by the way those are the two extremes. <laughs> serial killer. Or a nice person.
1: You can only be a serial killer or a nice person. <laughs> Everyone knows
0: that. <laughs> we all listen to My Favorite Murder way too much. <laughs> <laughs> we do.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure that everyone's going to kill me now in my life yeah. because I oh, listen yeah. to so many murder podcasts like Swords Scale and My Favorite Murder <laughs> and like somebody knows something and oh my goodness, I could just go on and on. And all I listen to is the stupid murder podcast. So now it feels like there are good people and serial killers. Yes.
2: That's pretty much how I feel too.
1: (laughs) There are only two, two kinds.
2: (laughs) Yeah. When you're waiting at the bus and you know, like I waited downtown at the bus after a Mariners game last night. Like it was pretty late. It was like 1130 and there were some pretty sketchy people. Also hanging out around the bus because it's downtown Seattle, and it's not like you go around and be like, "Hi, do you believe in God? Like, are you a good person? Are you going to steal my purse?" <laughs> you don't know, no, like you just trust that the people around you are are good people. You don't do a, like an interview process. So. <laughs>
1: well, and I think it's a really important thing to to say. Like, there are massive jerks that go to church mm-hmm. and say that they believe in God and that they are Jesus followers and they're some of the worst people that I've seen. Mm-hmm. They rip people off. They take advantage of people. I they mean,
0: abuse like, children. Yeah, I was to just say, just, just now this week at that Pennsylvania report came out with 300 priests and thousands of victims that the Catholic Church was covering up and thousands I mean, thousands of victims and I mean like if you read the report and I think you should like I think you should go read the the grand jury indictment because they spent a lot of work on this making this public but like all these men said that they believed in God and were trying to do what God said and in fact they were abusing children and covering it up so yeah every single I one mean, of them yeah and that was their job is like to believe in God so yeah definitely does not protect you from being a real asshole <laughs>
2: support a charity, so I donate money to this big charity that gives money to little charities, and it's called the Freedom From Religion Foundation, and its primary goal is actually to separate church and state type mm -hmm. stuff, but it has little um, charities that it also supports, and one of them is for uh, priests who have come out as atheists, and then have been completely disowned, not only by the church, but by family members, Mm -hmm. by anybody, and so a lot of times they can end up getting very, you know, destitute and, oh, yeah. and like go into, you know, financial hardship and also they don't have no support system. They don't have anybody left. So this charity supports that. And I always kind of think about what kind of people would do that to like their, uh, for somebody that they, you know, cared about, you know, like that's like a real, that's the type of people that you are, that you're just going to abandon somebody. Then I just really kind of think that you're not really living the message that you're Spouting, Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. I agree.
1: I totally agree. (laughs) 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 Well, how do you think it feels to be an atheist in this country? Like,
2: yeah, that's actually a big thing because there are so many. Like, so I actually work in a really cool. I own my own business, but uh, so I primarily work by myself. But a couple days a week, I work in a factory type situation. I work at a bakery. And I work with a lot of immigrant people, Muslims, people of different, from different countries, everybody, you know, a big melting pot of people. And I think that there's a lot of different, right now in the world, like a lot of hate towards different people. And I think that being an atheist, it's hard because so much things in the world right now are very like religious based mm-hmm. as far as, like you guys said, you're like so repressed and you know, <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, such a minority, and the struggle is... <laughs> <as little. laughs>
1: Everyone's out to get us and kill our, our way of life. Basically, they're out to, to take our privilege away from us.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that, like, being an atheist is very interesting, I guess, to watch. And uh, I also think that it's harder because, you know, people just assume that everybody is Christian. And if they're not, then they're bad. You know? Oh. So... <laughs> And like, especially, you know, like, and I really, of course, being an atheist, like, I don't care if what religion you are, you can be Muslim or Christian. I don't care. Like, as long as you're a good person, you know? And uh, I think that it's it's an interesting uh, situation to be in where I, I really, I just don't believe in any of it. And also, I think it's funny because one of the big motivators for me coming out to I think when I do come out to people is when we start talking about death. Like death is like one of my favorite atheist topics. (laughs) So um, I find it's funny. A lot of people ask me about being an atheist. Being an atheist has made me so much more peaceful about death. You know, I've had people pass away recently. You know, my grandma got sick and died of cancer 20 years ago. And I think that not believing in heaven has made me so much more peaceful about death because I feel like I... I live life so much fuller day to day and I kind of already feel like I have been dead right so like there wasn't anything before all of a sudden I was aware and then there won't be anything after so I feel like knowing that I only have today and I that's why I want to see everything I'm super into traveling I don't want to waste any time Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's the biggest motivator and the biggest thing that keeps me from probably ever believing like I won't ever be quote unquote saved I guess because I'm cool with it I don't want to be saved. I, I'm happy just only living today. As, as it's This is all I got.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I totally get that. The consciousness yeah. before mm-hmm. and. Yeah, none That's before also, and I mean, none after.
2: Awkward being an atheist's funeral actually is the worst time. So, yeah. Or like when my, when my, recently my cat, Bill, who was 16 and a half, passed away. And a lot of, uh, you know, you'll you'll see him again in heaven type things. And I always just say thank you. But really, I'm all like, no, I, I'm glad that I was, a you know, that he had the best life he could live on earth, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a cat, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so,
1: like, what you were saying about people just assuming that you're a Christian and they're, you, they're like, on the same page as you – I thought it was really funny. I actually, you're not the first atheist I've ever associated with, by the way.
0: (laughs) Gasp and clutch pearls.
1: (laughs) So I had a friend who had a family member visiting, and the family member was an atheist. And I knew it. Oh, yeah. And she, we stopped by the church to pick up something, and someone legitimately asked her to teach Sunday school. Like, <laughs> like, well, I guess, no. Someone legitimately asked her to teach... VBS. Yeah, right? Vacation Bible School. Vacation so Bible School. So for a week, they ask an atheist to come and teach their kid about God. And like way to kid. just
0: trust a stranger with children.
1: <laughs> yeah. There are so many issues with that story. But, like, that was one where I was just like, they, they just ask an atheist to, to teach VBS. And they, like, they didn't even ask if she... Uh, how, what she believed, or if she was a child abuser. They didn't even do a background check. So, I mean, one thing I do, I don't attend that church, but I do appreciate when churches do background checks. But also, you know, just kind of asking what people think because that was probably the biggest wonky stuff that I got. I got the craziest teachings growing up were the people that were allowed to teach me. Because they weren't vetted. They weren't teaching the denomination standards. They were just
0: all, yeah, me too.
1: All off the wall. Yeah, (laughs) it was like wonky, crazy stuff. And it just always changed. Whoever came in, the stuff you were taught was crazy. And I remember some of it, my parents were like, what now? (laughs) But no one checked because everyone just Just assumes. assumes. (laughs) And I mean, they assume politically too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it just, they're, like, a, a bunch of laws, I think, that get passed and, or that are talked about are, you know, the thing about Christian values, I I think that's such a, like, a funny statement, really, to begin with, like, this country was founded on Christian values, I'm like, that's really not even true, mm-hmm. like, I think they went through a lot of effort to keep everything separate, <laughs> actually, but... Mm-hmm. The fact that we are such a melting pot and that there's this, like, us against them type mentality. Christians against, like, kind of everybody else, you know? Like, I find the study of religion quite fascinating, really. Like, I mean, there's so many different religions that have so many great things that you can take from them. That really, if you really wanted to pass laws or, or make rules that were, A, all-inclusive, and B, super effective... I mean, maybe take some theology and learn about all the different religions and <laughs> understand that there's we're trying to represent everybody, you know, and, um, yeah, and also throw, you know, some science in there for us atheists. We don't like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly is your, and I always tease you about, I'm like, don't make sweeping statements, Angie. Mm-hmm. And
2: <laughs> that, That's my MO. <laughs>
1: But I mean, like sweeping statements, how do you feel like as an atheist, how Christians come across to you personally, like as a group, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to make a sweeping statement as a group. How do you feel uh they treat you? How do you feel? How do you see them treating others from an outsider's perspective on
2: that? I feel like as a group, if I didn't, you know, pick out my friends and put them in there. I would say that uh, Christians overall are very unforgiving and they are very unaccepting. Um, I have a client who's actually moving back to Saudi Arabia because she feels so unwelcome here because Oof. she's a Muslim and she wears hijab and obviously you can pick her out as a Muslim because of her dress and she feels unwelcome and she said she never felt like that until recently and she's gone to college here and everything. So, I feel like as a group, there are, right now especially the climate is very much if you don't believe what we believe, you are bad. And there isn't a lot of thought going into science and into any like just being a good person in general. And I it's very it's disheartening if I honestly didn't have such good Christian friends I would sweep everybody up into that group, and I would probably be a lot more, I guess, of, of a unthoughtful atheist. I would be a lot more, I guess, I, I kind of, I, I ironically, I would use the word preachy. <laughs> I, would, I would be all uh, like uh, Darwin and Dawkins up in here. <laughs> it's funny too because you know, there's no. Like book or I guess there's plenty of books about being an atheist but like yeah it's not something we go around you can't really argue atheism because it just like I can't see it I don't believe it end of story <laughs> <Because> <laughs> not
1: really. it's so not like, It's not deep with different translations and.
2: no there's just like either you do or you don't and I also like yeah it, it's not like you can't go into like because really if you study religions they're all very similar they mm-hmm. all come from kind of the same story background, you know? It's, like, it's just sort of, like, who is, who's the narrator, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> who was, was coolest? Like, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I just, I just think it's, I would put everybody, oh, a lot. Especially because I got spit on a lot in gay pride parades, so Ugh. it actually very much put a bad taste in my mouth, because it was a taste of spit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> So I was like, if you if you put yourself into the like, I'm going to spit on somebody who doesn't believe in what I believe, or like just a group of people just being who they are. Yeah, I would I say that you're not really pring yourself real well, or your group. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's not real good uh, no. pr policy. No, not a good policy for your group.
2: <laughs> Maybe you should take a marketing class. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, so that would be my sweeping statement and I mean, that's the kind of the impression I mean, honestly, if Christians still want to kind of I guess come out on top as they always have they're really going to have to work on their face of their of their group. <laughs> <laughs> they're really going to have to work on the PR game. Oh yeah, like yeah. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't know, I can see that. More people I think uh, kind of falling off and I think that your podcast, honestly, really, I think helps because if it, it, I tell people, even my, you know, people who I know are either on the fence about religion or whatever to listen to your podcast, because you're two good people who are trying to kind of break it down and let other people know that, you know, not all Christians are bad, I guess.
1: <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah. Now we're not all serial killers. <laughs>
2: Just, like trying to like save people you know or like pass out your that's another thing too i think is always kind of funny like the the passing out of the pamphlets <laughs> tracks yeah. they're they're called tracks yeah yeah i like when i uh, downtown uh the other day i was in downtown for a game and there was a lot of pamphlets. like they had grouped up or something and done an event i don't know <laughs> very much pamphlets were being passed out i'm like is that how it works? Is that how you think it is? You gonna like you give me a pamphlet that's kind of mean, really, and scary, and that's supposed to like sell me? Like that seems weird.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, those chick tracks are terrifying. Fear I, yeah, based. Fear based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh,
2: I, think it's, I, I just feel like the 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 the, the marketing department is failing. Chris,
0: <laughs> uh, that's because we've always had a monopoly, and now we've gotten yeah, less we got- of one. Less of one. Still have one. Less of one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much my thoughts, I guess, on atheism. <laughs> I, uh, I had a whole bunch of funny thoughts or kind of like deeper thoughts about being an atheist. But really the death thing's probably my deepest thought at atheist that I think about. But do you, think, the biggest one. Do you think that people
1: act like, well, if you, you know, if you don't believe in anything, then why don't you just go out and do all of these bad things? Mm-hmm. You know, people act like that like.
2: Yeah, well people also act like Especially, you know, people that we Went to school with like on Facebook Act like my life should be very empty Or something, because I don't believe in God Or like, that I don't Feel empathy, or that I don't feel Sadness or pain In the same way Like You know, because that's, I guess, apparently God-based, I don't know <laughs> 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 But that I'm doing bad things I'm like, no, I'm donate to like a ton of charities. My job, I'm a massage therapist. Like I help people through pain literally every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's sometimes creating pain on my own self because I have a physical job and I have to have a lot of empathy in my job to do it well. Mm -hmm. In fact, if anything, if I feel like people who don't have a lot of empathy are crappy massage therapists you know Mm -hmm. so i feel i listen to people i i care a lot about people probably more so than others who just work jobs that that aren't as emotional and and stuff so
1: so but yeah you feel like that's kind of your experiences that backlash like
2: yeah oh in fact that's another thing too In, in work i've had people on my table try to convert me or save me as i'm giving them a massage. Like As I'm trying to help them through pain, I've had people stop seeing me because they've confronted me about religion, and I'm not going to lie, you know, Uh, especially because I have a a philosophy that if you ask me anything while I'm giving you a massage, as long as it's not inappropriate, I'll answer you because I'm in such a, like, a control position. Like, Mm. I'm wearing clothes, you're naked, you're laying down, (laughs) I'm sticking up, you know, I'm touching you, you're not touching me. Um, (laughs) If anything, if they ask, my clients ask me stuff, again, as as long as it's not inappropriate, I'll answer it as truthfully as I can. And I try to be tactful, but I've had people not come back to me because we've gotten into religious discussions where I've been like, yeah, that's not actually a thing that I uh, believe in at all. So there's that. Uh, Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) And then... They, I guess, assume that I'm a bad person. I, I actually got into kind of an argument with the lady on the table the other day. Oh, jeez! Uh, I did not send her a thank you note. <laughs> Invite her back for a massage. Yeah, that's. It can get kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, honestly,
0: that sounds like the worst thing ever. Try to like talk to somebody about religion during a massage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like well, for somebody who' who's been on a table like not from the other perspective, but like I'm like, why would I want to do that? I, I'm like, I don't want to talk about anything except for maybe where where it hurts
1: or something like that <laughs> well, I think I think it I think it comes from Christians having that weight of the world on their shoulders like that they believe that that is helping and if they don't try to help, they are a bad person and 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 then you have also this stigma depending on which church you go to, that you must witness all the time, verbally. And nothing to me sounds more terrifying than that. Like, yeah, why would you want to spend your massage doing that? But, like, sad for her that that's her life. I mean, I actually, I feel very sad that she thinks that she couldn't even enjoy a massage because she had to worry about your soul. (laughs) And, and she oh, put that on herself and then tried hard to work with you and then probably got nothing out of
2: mm-hmm.
1: it. I mean, poor little thing. Just
2: <laughs> yeah, poor little a, thing. Back to that thing about everybody assumes everybody else is Christian. Mm-hmm. And also that, that I don't know, I was thinking when I was having this conversation with her, I was like, man, is it towards the end of the month? Is she trying to read her quota or something? <laughs>
1: Well, and the thing is, is you probably feel like a project a lot for people.
2: So much, yes. Like, as if I have to go through the whole story, like, no, I I started out there. Like, you know, I said my prayers every night. My mom, you know, like, that's our thing, too. Like, I know the Lord's Prayer way better than most people. Like, a lot of people can't really recite it. Also, I am from Episcopalian. So, (laughs) because of, like, the pomp and circumstance of it, i know going to answer back all the calls, like, Mm. with, and also with you. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Going there, I'm good, I've moved, I've progressed, but it doesn't mean I never was there, was, I mean, again, I, like, I feel like it's funny, too, because when people try to convert atheists, most atheists that I know, not me in particular, but a lot of atheists can really actually know the Bible way better, because Mm -hmm. they use it as an argument. Right. So, like, they In fact, I've heard of plenty of atheists who have studied theology just, you know, because it's fascinating. And I mean,
1: it is really interesting. I mean, obviously, my probably 50% of my time is spent just thinking about (laughs) things because I like to think. But Angie and I get in big conversations. We went on a trip. What was it? How many hours were we in the car this last time? We probably over 20.
2: 20 hours. Yeah
1: over 20 probably and I don't think we turned the stereo on.
2: No, we didn't. Not at all. And we've been talking for 30 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get too specific. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
2: a lot of conversation.
1: <laughs> well, and I remember I remember you going through these times too. I remember you going cuz when you went to the church that I grew up in, when you attended that, you dated the boy that I grew up with. Or the man, whatever you want to call him. Uh Um, (laughs) I remember that. I wasn't attending the church at that point. But I remember the struggles that you were going through and kind of the – and not being able to help you with that or explain any of it and just, just being there to listen to you but also knowing why you were feeling that way because I have felt that way my entire life. So, you know, there's so much struggle in that. And I, I mean, I can see why it would be nice to not have struggle.
2: Yeah. And, and I think it's it's funny because, I, you, especially with you and I, when at first when I was getting a lot of people defriending me or telling me that I was bad because I am an atheist, I would screenshot it and I'd be like, somebody hates me for no reason. <laughs> and, and you were the one who, well, I always would, turn to for that you know kind of thing because it's very it can be very confusing because i think that people i feel like it's sad that they don't remember just who i am as angie not yeah. that i'm angie you know the atheist <laughs> angie like i've always can been we use kid. that as
0: the the title yeah,
2: angie, the atheist. <laughs> <laughs> kid, it's sort of weird it's very clunky because when the car I, sometimes i slam it in the door <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just it's it's kind of a, a weird place to be, especially when I do um, encounter people that I grew up with in Alaska. Obviously, here it's not much of my life except for some that random person like on my table or something. The thing about the Seattle freeze is people really mind their own business. So. <laughs> well, in Alaska
1: they do too. So you know you leave your neighbors alone, but you have that we have our childhood going through the schools yes. and and so. You have that. Like, I think if you were to move to Alaska and say, I'm not going to talk to any of my neighbors, you could do that easily well, here. But you didn't have that. This is the childhood. Everyone is in everyone else's business because it's a small town type of thing. So you, in Alaska, you have the option of one or the other. But we didn't because we grew up in a tiny little town.
2: Our town was so small. Like, if, if I went back there, I'm always like, I'm going to see somebody in the Safeway when I am in. Yeah. Jeff. And I do. Yeah, every every time. time. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I mean, ironically, I have ran into people from our hometown here, just like, on top of the Space Needle, I ran into one of our high school classmates. I thought it was amazing that we had just met on top of the Space Needle, he apparently didn't think it was as, like, (laughs) weird as I thought it was. (laughs) In my imagination, and now I know that Seattle's actually a very small town, but... When I first moved here, it might as well have been, like, a huge metropolis.
1: <laughs> well, I'm so
2: glad that you came on our
1: show. Yes.
2: Oh, I'm so glad, too. Also, like, um, it, I, I, have it's about 85 degrees, I think, in the house, but I have to have all the windows closed because of the smoke. And so I, I have no fan on me at all. Like, again, I'm glad this is not a visual. <laughs>
0: Have we judged the heck out of that? I think so. What do you think, Ant?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, totally judgy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> do you have an ethical product that you'd like to uh, push?
2: I, You know, I just talked to my partner, Jason. I really just, I cannot think of one ethical thing that we use. Whatever. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't shop on Amazon anymore. Yay. Uh, we, I actually have two sets of fork. And spoon combos that I use in both of my purses. <laughs> <laughs> All of the ethical things that I have purchased is because I listen to Ethical Quandaries.
0: Hey, I've got an idea because I saw you post this on Facebook, and I've been interested in it. Is the oh. ugly uh, the ugly vegetables? What is that?
2: Oh, yes. I do a uh, vegetable box to my house delivered. It's actually a national thing mm-hmm. uh, called Imperfect Produce.
1: Perfect. And so- <laughs> Not ugly
2: vegetables. Yeah, there's they're, they're a tagline that says it's ugly, <laughs> but it's, it's basically third-run produce, so the way produce is separated out, you know, like, the really good produce goes to fancy grocery stores like Metropolitan Market or Whole Foods, and the not-so-maybe the less ones go to, like, lower grocery stores like Fred Meyer and Safeway, and then the real crap ones come on your porch! <laughs> they're just as good right they just look no, they're great they're just you have to eat them a little faster and they might not be as pretty as the other fruit like you know like it might be like the potato that has like two legs or something <laughs> it's like the perfect potato mm-hmm. Um so yeah it's called imperfect stuff.
0: cool yeah. and and that saves uh, that produce from going into food waste right
2: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it just it saves it from getting just tossed because nobody apparently wants to buy ugly vegetables. And it's really inexpensive. Like I can get an entire box of fruit for uh, fruits and vegetables for about fifteen dollars, sixteen dollars. Nice. Cool. There mm-hmm. we go. Yay! Yay. See, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was fun. Thank you for joining us here at Ethical Quandaries, a podcast where we have a lot of questions but no answers.
1: And we're judging you anyway. anyway. Technical support and photography by tip Kingsley.
0: Consultation by Babe Toker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Belstra.
1: If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandary.outlook.com.
0: And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at Patreon.com.